Hello and welcome to This Is Our Year, Minnesota Vikings podcast. I'm Mikey Kalpikoff, and with me, as always, is Austin Southers and Carrie Armagast. How you doing, guys? Doing well. I'm doing pretty good, too. Cool. Yeah, this is uh, our first time doing this all virtually. We're all three in different areas of the planet. Yes, some closer than others. Yes, yes. Uh, it's really amazing what technology can do these days. Uh, so let's uh, talk about the preseason, huh? It was kind of ugly, but you know yeah. what? It's the preseason, and that's okay. There were some cool things to see uh, when that all went down. A.J. Rose Jr. Uh, shined during the preseason. I believe he got signed onto the practice squad after the 53-man roster was finalized. Um, Kellen Mond won the backup job. Barely. I think, yeah. <laughs> I think I could have, I think I could have gotten that backup job. Yeah, probably, probably. Uh, any other exciting things from the preseason that you guys noticed? I mean, uh, I've never been the biggest fan of preseasons. I'm excited to see what parts of the team can do. And I don't know, it's hard to be optimistic. I don't think we want a single preseason game. So, right. I'm right. not going to bank anything off the preseason going into this year. Not right. everybody can be the Baltimore Ravens. Exactly. Know. I think I saw the Broncos had another perfect preseason, so I guess good for them. You know, if that's if that's what you strive to do as a team, good for you. Well, our first preseason game, we lost to the Broncos 33-6. to Then we lost to the Colts at 12. And we lost to the Chiefs, 28-25. to And that was by far our best game. We actually got an offensive touchdown. Wow. Um, but anyway, let's move on from that. Uh, we got a few things that happened during this preseason. Actually, during that last preseason game, Irv Smith suffered an injury. And, you know, I said this a while ago. I said this probably a few months ago. I didn't think this was going to be Irv Smith's breakout year. I didn't want it to go this way, but I guess I was right. I mean, this is a contract year, is it not? For Irv? Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure this is the last year of his rookie deal. Oh, boy. I will have to... I'm let, not me sure. fact, let me fact check that. I'll, I'll be right back. Yeah, I know that he was talking yeah. to uh, Tyler Conklin because it is, it is a deal. It's a year for him. So I think that would mean that it's next year for Irv Smith. It is um, a contract year for Tyler Conklin because I believe he texted Tyler Conklin saying, go get paid. Yeah. He'll be the new tight end one. But we did sign Chris Herndon. From uh, the Jets, right? Yes, from the Jets. He, last year, he had 31 receptions, 287 yards, and three touchdowns, which doesn't seem all that impressive. But granted, he was on the Jets. Yeah, not much was happening over there last season. It was a bad year. Yeah. But, and, you uh, know, okay, compare that to Irv Smith's last year. He had 30 receptions, 365 yards, and five touchdowns. So, I mean, like, he's no Irv Smith, but, I mean, hopefully he can be productive over here with the Vikings. I don't know what kind of a role he's going to have. It's like right now, tight end one and tight end two are going to be Tyler Conklin and Brandon Dillon. I think it's just to give us safety and depth 
just in Absolutely. case something happens to one of those other players, we have this guy. I I can't imagine he's going to be getting a lot of playing time. I think Conklin's going to be the one that is put forth. I also think there's probably just going to be less plays called for the tight end position this coming next year. Now that we don't have Irv Smith, we have other weapons in other area of the field. I think now we're just going to give more production to. So fantasy-wise, I think that was a big boost for Dalvin, Justin, and Thielen. I think they're just going to get more production now going into this next year. And then, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think they're going to be looking – and a lot more three wide receiver looks, which is good. I mean, they have to, they have to stay unpredictable and stuff like that. But if we don't have a guy like Irv Smith, that obviously is going to change some of our play calling. I think Irv Smith more contract until twenty twenty two. By the way, so we well, got that's good for him. Season. That's good, good for him good. too. So he'll have next year when he comes back to uh, prove himself a little bit. Or you know what? There's always the chance that he can come back and help us out in the Super Bowl. Maybe, yeah, yeah. Because when is he? Is when is the knee surgery? Is it on, has it happened yet? Or I believe it um, has. Yeah, because I know yeah. it was like within this last week it was supposed to happen. Yeah, it was a meniscus injury. Uh, meniscus repair puts him out for four to six months, is what they say. If it was a meniscusectomy, it would have taken him out for what four to six weeks. Which, yep. mm-hmm. yeah, that would have been a lot better, and they wouldn't have known until after the surgery. So. That's really too bad. I just hope that he can come back and make an impact next year, I guess. And until then, we'll yeah. just have to deal with it. I mean, like, got, yeah, it's a, it's a big weapon that is lost, especially one that I think this offseason especially had a lot of spotlight on. I think mm-hmm. one of the biggest, like, bright notes of this offseason was hearing about what Irv Smith was going to do this next season. So I'm very sad that we aren't going to get to see that, but – I mean, it, it's an opportunity for other players to shine up. Like, maybe we'll see more spotlight on Conklin or the wideout three position. So, yep. that'll be fun notes to go into the season with. And, I mean, it's also now, especially that, like, Irv Smith is gone, it kind of gives us a little bit of a, I don't know, an unexpected edge maybe at that tight end position, not knowing what Conklin's going to do just because he hasn't had as many opportunities as Irv Smith has had in this last couple of years. So, I don't know. Maybe we can use that to our advantage. That's just my positive side looking at it. Yeah, that's true. You know, like I said, I, I wasn't I wasn't sold on this being Irv Smith's year, but it, it was really sad. During that preseason game, I was talking to my dad about it. I was saying like, oh, he got like a – he just caught like a 23-yard pass from Kirk or something like that. And I'm like, man, you know what? I think, I think Irv might be the man this year. This is – I was starting to believe it. And then this happened. It's too good to be true, right? Yeah, really. Yep, yep. They say that the franchise is cursed. But (laughs) I would say I don't believe it, but every day I have more reasons to believe it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, moving on from that, per Rappaport, uh, Harrison Smith has received a new deal this offseason. A four-year extension, $64 million dollars. Overall, it's over five years, $74.83 million. Um, in the next eight months, he'll get $22.5 million, which makes him the highest paid NFL safety in history. So basically, what this extension does, it pretty much just guarantees that Smith is going to stay a Viking for the rest of his career. Yeah, it's nice. I mean, I'm happy. That means my Viking jersey 
I can keep wearing a little bit longer. Yeah. Uh, that's cool. I mean, hey, you got to pay the hitman. You do. I mean, what, 32 years old? 32. Yeah, oh, he's 32. So, how long was the contract again? Four year extension. Yeah, that'll bring. He had one more year on his contract, and they extended him for four more. Nice. Yeah, you know, I mean, is it the smartest move? Probably yeah. not. Well, I, it cleared up cap. It cleared up cap. Well, I suppose. Mm-hmm. I suppose it did, huh? Yeah, it cleared up. We were only able to bring in Griffin because of that deal. Really? Oh yeah, yeah, that's another big move. Yeah, yeah. Griffin is back, and you know what? I don't know. I, I, I'm just gonna I'm gonna say it right now. This might be a hot take. I think it's a mistake if Griffin is not a starter week one, and I don't think he will be. I mean, he I came. Think he'll he'll I don't think way. that Weatherly and Wanham have shown enough to prove that they are deserving of that spot. Yeah, and granted, I'm not there. I'm not there watching them. But from what we saw last year, our biggest problem was the pass rush. But we run a lot of that. We swap out a lot of those guys all the time. So mm-hmm. the only true starter will be Daniil Hunter and then our interior line. They're going to be shifting out guys all the time and rearranging people, putting people in based on the blitz packages. It, he'll get time. He'll get time. Yeah. He'll get his he knows the system. It's not like <laughs> it's going to be something completely new to learn. He's been here for how long of his career? Right. I don't know. I just I just don't want them to underutilize a guy like that because I feel like they're kind of leaning toward that. I don't, you know, Weatherly is fine. I think he's a good, you know, he's a good veteran presence to have on the team. I'm definitely leaning toward, you know, using more of Wanham later in the season. But uh-huh. as of right now, I think Griffin should get the majority of those reps. Um, another move that happened this offseason we released Britton Colquitt, mm-hmm. the punter. And Thank God. Yeah, yeah. Um, last year, Colquitt, per PFF, he had a net average of 45.09 yards in the last season, and that ranked him 21st in the league with only 12 punts inside the 20. Uh, we picked up Jordan Berry. He was a six-year veteran for... Steelers? Uh, yeah, for the Steelers. That's right. Uh, his net average was 45.77. Not much different. Ranked him 16th in the NFL, which is a slight upgrade, you know. Halfway uh, point. But he had 25 punts pinned inside the 20, which that's a huge upgrade. I think uh, Cole Quinn had a As long really as they – if he can bomb them, he can bomb them. That's, mm-hmm. that's the thing. I saw so many shanks from Cole Quitt where I was just like, get him out. No, I, I felt like 2019 was a great year for Cole Quitt. 2020, he did not have any of that. Mm-hmm. It was just sad. It was sad to see, but you know, like, it's good. It's good when we have the opportunities to do that. When we have an opportunity to get an upgrade at, you know, at a position like that, you may as well take it. No, I get you. We needed to fill the position. I think, like, you, you're just looking at the stat sheet so far. I think he is an upgrade. I mean, he's an experienced punter as well, so it's not like we got a young person. I'm hoping we don't have to use him as much, but I think our team is high-powered enough that if we do have to punt it, we can at least get him into position that he can try to knock it back behind that 20. Mm-hmm. See, I, I wanted know. the Vikings to go after J.K. Scott. 
because he also he was released from the Packers and he can bomb it. Yeah, yeah, he can totally bomb it. So I kind of wanted them to go after him as soon as I heard that news. That's what I thought was going to happen. I didn't expect to pick up some vet I had never heard of. As far as some other things, per Courtney Cronin of ESPN, uh, apparently Christian Derrissaw will return to practice on Wednesday. Hey, that's good news. Oh, yeah, yeah that's no, your guy. Austin, that's your guy. What was that? That's Austin's guy. Mm-hmm. Sure is. I don't, I don't think he'll have the starting position by week one, mm-hmm. but maybe by uh, week two you can start rotating him in, and maybe by week three we can hopefully get him into a starting position. Yeah, yeah. I, I just wonder how long it's going to take for him to get into, you know, full football shape. Because according to Zimmer, he said that he is not in full football shape, which isn't surprising. You know, he'd spent most of his time not injured, but it's a great sign that he wasn't put on the IR. So we can expect to probably see him before, you know, before week four, because if he was on IR, wouldn't he have to sit out through at least week three? Correct. Yeah. So I think that's a good sign that we will see him early in the season, which is good. Yeah. Uh, Like I said, I think he'll be in shifts, not like full on starting position, but maybe get him in a few downs of play just to get his feet wet right i think we're starting uh with rashad hill at the moment Mm -hmm. so i think a lot of the the struggles may come with the noise surrounding the vikings this offseason with just every and i'm serious i think there's i think there's a lot of vikings players who may now be hoping that you know kirk fails Mm -hmm. i think you're right the Vikings practice squad and roster is at about 81% vaccinated. There you go. Which is, that's a huge improvement. That's a huge improvement, but we've still got a lot of starters who are not. That includes Kirk Cousins, Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen, Dalvin Tomlinson, and Harrison Smith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a lot. And, and I don't know what stipulations yet have been put forth for like, what's going to happen with that. I know there was a lot of penalties that could happen. Like, I think if you can't have the game rescheduled and it gets canceled, I think all players lose pay for that week. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are big things to penalize players who do not get vaccinated and, or cause an outbreak in an organization that causes a shutdown. So I wonder what more is going to come out of it. And like, it's so it's hard to say, because we're not there. We don't know exactly what's happening. So. Yeah, it is. It just, you know, it makes me nervous when it comes down to wins and losses. You know, if if Kirk Cousins is out, I don't trust Callan Mond to win us most games, you know? Well, I think that lift you gave off, if just something happens and all those players now have to sit, we're a very – have glass armor, basically, for a win. Yeah, you know, like, our roster, our starting lineups – looks great and you know there are certain positions of depth like our our defensive line it's looking a lot better but you know and and as as good of a backup as alexander madison is we see the impact that happens when dalvin isn't there Mm -hmm. so it's scary it's it's it is scary you know a hot take so um reportedly the vikings did try uh, getting they wanted fields right that that was something that was a story that came out after the draft it was has been widely known that the vikings wanted fields 
Do you think the Vikings pursued a quarterback so early because they knew about Kirk's lack thereof vaccination status? I mean, maybe not just that. I think the writing has been on the wall for the last couple of seasons. I mean, he he's efficient in some areas of play, but it's not translated to many wins, especially in big moment games. Um, I think it doesn't help the case of keeping them. I think something we've said in several podcasts now, the best ability is availability. And throughout these last two seasons, um, your ability to respond to protocols or things that have been put forth is now really big. That does define what you're going to give your team. And I don't know, it's his personal choice. And I'm just, I think we're all hoping as a fan base, it just doesn't affect us during the season. It's not something that you think typically should affect a football team or organization, but these last two years, it's been pretty much as bad as having injuries. Yeah. And uh, we know how Mike Zimmer feels about vaccinations. He's made it very clear. Um, Though that being said, I'm not so sure that that was why we took a quarterback that early. I think what you said, Austin, is right. I think how, you know, it's been clear. I don't think that Kirk is going to be our long-term answer for much longer. I'll be really surprised should he get another long extension. I won't be super surprised if they extend him for one more year after 2022 Mm -hmm. just because of that massive cap hit. But... I don't know. I wouldn't be. Su- I also wouldn't be surprised. On the other hand, if next year they just say we're gonna eat what 40, 40 some million, just mm-hmm. to get Kirk off of our backs in the future, yeah. and will Kellen be ready to start by then? Hopefully, and if not, then I guess we look into other options at quarterback. Yeah, because There's I don't see. Be. I don't see Kirk sticking around past next year, and if he does. One more year. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised because what when does this contract end next season? Yep. I don't know. It shows – I do think the Vikings need to start looking for future options, I think. And unless you have a stud like Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson, or Patrick Mahomes, most franchise, I think, you're kind of going on a three- to four-year plan. And it's – especially with a guy like him, he's not showing – tremendous upside that other players I kind of view in his like range have done like Matt Ryan where Matt Ryan was just consistent throughout his whole career. I mean, he didn't get so far into the playoffs at times, but he finally did get to the Super Bowl. I don't see Kirk Cousins doing that, achieving that. I think we may have already seen his pinnacle of his career or his height. And I, I'm kind of starting to think we are maybe on the downfall of him and seeing the latter side of the coin. I just don't think – with Kirk Cousins, I just don't think he's – I just don't know. I don't know. I think we've kind of seen enough. I, I mean, I, this is his year. What? Austin, what is the name of this podcast? This is the year, and it's been – yes. Uh, this is the year. It could be for many things. I don't know. I If we do make it this year, it's, I, I think it's on other players' backs. What do you think? I it, hope this, can is do the, it. this is the year we go three and fourteen. Is that what you're saying? No, not that. I don't think it's going to be that bad, but I just don't know. I do you see us making the playoffs with Kirk this year? I think we can make the playoffs with Kirk. I think he'll be the starting QB. He's shown that he can be very healthy. So yes, I think he can get through the whole season. 
I will it be off of a lot of the accomplishments he made? I don't know. I think it's more likely to be off the backs of the players like Justin Jefferson or Dalvin Cook, um, and maybe some defenders. Is I don't know. When you ask me, is Kirk Cousins the star or the guy that's going to send the Vikings to win the Super Bowl? No, I don't think it's going to be him. Could it? Hopefully, it, he could be at the helm, and when it happens. But if the Vikings won the Super Bowl, I don't think we're going to remember it from the Kirk Cousins. Super Bowl. I think it's going to be more of the Dalvin Cook Super Bowl and something like on along those lines. Basically, that's what I'm trying to say. I still think yes, he can play good. Can he be a top ten QB in the league? Maybe. Can he be a top five? I don't think so. That's where I'm at with him. And if the franchise wants to have that ability of having a top five QB, I think you need to start looking maybe in these next coming years for a younger talent that you can raise because. I just think he's at an age where there's not much more you're going to train that man to do. So, shot in the dark question for the both of you. Will Callan Mond start a game this year? Along the lines that I said, I think so far, especially since he's been with the Vikings, Kirk Cousins has been very available to play. Um, now, if something happens with COVID and Kirk can't play, then maybe Callan Mond can. And so in that, yeah, I could, yeah, I could see it. I could see Kellen Mond starting a game due to Kirk. Are you available to play with all protocols? Right. This, and this is, this is all not really not too deep of a question. I just want, I just want an answer for the record. Austin, if this were last believe, year, Austin, this do were... you believe that Kellen Mond will start a game this year? Yes or no? Uh, what were you going to say, Carrie first? I was just going to say, if this were last year, my answer would be no. I would say no, not at all. But with the COVID protocol, you really, you really have no idea. It, it's a, yeah. it's at this point, it's a fifty-fifty. I would say. Mm-hmm. I think those are actually the odds. I'm going to flip the coin and say yes. I'm, I'm saying yes on it. I don't think he'll start majority of the games, but hey, I could be wrong. Freakish injury week one, boom, Kellen Mond's now the starting QB. Uh, no, I could see it. Yeah, I could see it. Um, I could see it. Yeah, I, I'm. I think Kellen Mond might start a game or two this year. I think it'll be ugly, but. I could see it happening. And you know what? Just as just a random thought, I'm just going to say, yes, I think he will. But who knows what Kellen could do with the first team offense and a good offensive line in front of him. Who knows? Mm -hmm. And if you rely on the defense. He definitely grew in the preseason. Not going to lie. He, I mean, it it was fun to see what he could do on his feet. I think he rushed for 40 yards in the last game, which isn't nothing. That's pretty good. I mean, that's really good, yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's kind of – it's exciting. I'm, I'm excited to see how he grows. Yeah, no, I'm excited for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking – let's speak of a coming up game. I mean, we are officially now just less than a week away to the first game of the season. Exciting, boys, isn't it? Oh, my gosh, yeah. We're here. Um, I've seen things around. Uh, people think the Bengals have a shot at upsetting the Vikings. But that's what I've seen in most articles. It's been titled an upset. So that still gives me, hey, we're, the, we're not the underdogs in this matchup. If the Vikings offense shows up in any regard, if the Vikings offense shows up, this is a blowout. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I did see today Vikings are without Trey Waynes for this week. So uh, they've, got like Eli, they've got like Eli Apple. And yeah, we are going to carve up that secondary if the Vikings offense even just shows up, let yeah. alone like excels beyond what is expected. So I think it's going to be a big day for Bengals receivers, though. 
I do think week one, it's Bengals are going to be playing from behind. So it's going to be a pass affair. So I think if our pass defense and secondary can really come in big, we could shut them down. That could be uh, what we might have to focus on. I think the receivers are going to play in well because they'll have to step in at quarterback after Joe Burrow tears another ACL. Oh, no. I mean, also on the talk of Joe Burrow, I mean, he's still a rookie in my eyes, kind of. Yeah. He hasn't played a full season. He's still a rookie. He got injured pretty fairly early in the last season. So I you're, I think you're going to see a lot of maybe still young mistakes happening. That's going to give us an advantage. And I think Mike Zimmer should game plan for that. But uh, he does have the benefit of Jamar Chase. I think that's going to be – so I think that's who we got to double team in that game. That's just Would it. Jamar yeah. Chase have – yeah, like he has one so many drops. drops. That's what that was. Yeah, yeah one I catch know. in the preseason. I know. Yeah, you They're know, so far though. he hasn't been living up to the hype. Do I think that'll be an issue for them? No. That was the worst decision ever. They're going to look back on that decision and they're going to think it's the worst in franchise history, especially if Penny Sewell does well in Detroit. My (laughs) God, they're going to regret that so badly. No, I think we're going to do pretty well. Anybody got a game prediction? What's the final score? Uh, 28-13, Vikes. Okay, I can see it. I'm going to say 24. um, 24, yeah, I'll say 13. I could agree with that on the 13 part. I'm going to say 28-17. Yeah. I think Joe will throw Joe Burrow will throw for one touchdown, but then after that, I think the Vikings will be able to shut it down. Uh, I think it's going to be a run-forward game, a lot of running. For so, the Vikings. <laughs> I do, yes. I do think it's going to be a lot of running for the Vikings. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think it's also worth noting, I think the Bengals were dead last in sacks last year. So, yeah, uh, I I don't <laughs> see how people are thinking there's going to be an upset. I think this is a pretty locked win. Yeah, not I feel that way too. I hope that's it. And if not, then we're in for a long season, boys. Yeah, if you can't beat Bengals, even week one, if you can't beat them, then you don't really – I think we might have to change the name of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. I would, I would say so if it were a home game. If it were a home game – and we got torched by the Bengals, then I would say so. But I like to say week one jitters. You know, it's an away game. That That is the part that is not favoring us. Yeah. yeah true. We got an old team. They should be over that jitters. But that is true. if Kellen Mond doesn't have to step in. Yeah. 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 Uh, Unless something happens in these next few days. You know, Justin Jefferson, I don't, I don't know if he got any playing time in this preseason. But I liked what he said, how last year he didn't get a preseason either. So, um, yeah. No, he's got a really I, – I really enjoy his mentality. Uh, and especially now that the Bengals are without Trey Waynes, I think that's going to be a huge, huge opportunity for him this week one. Yeah, he and Phelan are going to carve up. Mm-hmm. No, I'm looking forward to it. That is Sunday at noon. In Cincinnati. Yes. And what's the rest of the divisionals matchups? Let's we should look that up. Let me go. See who the Packers, Bears, and Lions are playing. I know that the Bears are facing the Rams, and I think they have uh Sunday night. Are they starting Andy Dalton officially? I know that's been I think Andy Dalton is the week one starter. It's how do you feel about that if you are Andy Dalton? Like the sacrificial lamb just being laid out to slaughter. Oh it, man. 
I mean, they have a terrible O line. I don't. I think whatever quarterback you put back there, they're going to get mauled. Yeah, and just at least with like Justin Fields, I feel like he has a shot to run away. It's going to be like watching National Geographic out there. Packers, yeah, I mean, Packers and Saints at three thirty. Yep. Okay, and that one, I mean, I could see the – I think the Packers are going to win just because Saints just I, – I don't see them being an offensive threat. Too much turnover. Mm-hmm. Yeah, James Winston, he, is he starting even? Yeah. Yeah, he is? Yep, I picked him up in fantasy. Oh, yeah, man. He's my dark horse. He is my dark horse this year. I'm, I'm thinking another 30-plus touchdown year, even if it's I'm another interceptions. He got that on. LASIK. He got the LASIK, you know? Yeah, and now he's officially a starter again. So, nice, and then uh, 49ers at Lions at noon. And I'm giving that one to 49ers too. Oh yeah. So is Jimmy G starting that game? Then I'm assuming. Yep. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, I wonder. I mean, they've been pretty clear about uh, that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be their starter, and I feel like most people aren't too upset about that. No, I think it's the safe pick at this moment. Uh, he's an experienced QB. He got injured last year. I think people give him. The rough end of the stick too often. I mean, we forget he what? He went to the Super Bowl a few years ago? Yeah. So. Yeah, he did. So if Andy Dalton wins next week, do you think he gets the starting job week two? Of course. If he, if he gets a good showing, no, like maybe throws one interception, but if he yeah. can maintain, do you keep him going? Because, I mean, there is a point of the season that you need to start going with Justin Fields. He needs to be the rookie. If they're, 11 and, if they're 11-0 and Dalton's already thrown for, like, 25 touchdowns, you're going to put in Justin Fields? Well, no, well, you're going to put Andy Dalton, but I don't see at that point happening. I could be wrong, but I don't see no, Andy I, Dalton I, being the Bears' no, what, answer. What if they're 11-0 and 0 because the Bears' defense just uh, is the reincarnation of the 85 Bears? What wow, if they're 11-0 and 0, but Andy Dalton is having a Jameis Winston-level season? Yeah, okay, Dark Horse. You should pick him up in fantasy as well. <laughs> but, no, I, I mean, I do see Justin Fields becoming a starter. I think maybe by week five he'll have that role. Uh, maybe do something that the Dolphins did last year and have a QB by committee theme. But I, I think, think Justin Fields. What? 49ers are in the same position. I think 49ers and Bears are literally in the exact same position. Well, I thought it was pretty smart. I actually enjoyed seeing how the game went for the Dolphins last year, having Tua and Fitzpatrick together. I mean, it helped. It threw teams off at times. I mean, yes, it stunts development for young players and may cause anger for older players. But it's, I mean, less hits on the body. Players can get more rest and stuff. You can keep them more fresh, especially if you have one QB who's immobile and maybe can't throw it as far, and then you have a guy who can just sling it down the field. It gives you different options. It'd be fun to even see if you get two QBs out there at one time and throw some wildcat or some trick plays at people. It, it could become the new era of football. Will it probably happen? Probably not, but something that could be fun to see for teams. I don't know. I see first sign of trouble for the Bears. I think they put in Justin Fields. First sign of trouble. Yeah. So, I could see it maybe – I know. Also, maybe if they do get a lead in the game and they're winning by maybe the third or fourth quarter, maybe you just throw Justin Fields in to give him a couple practice. But I mean, you'd have to be up by a, at least two to like 14, 17 points. But throw two pick sixes. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It shows it. I also then start to wonder 
if you don't trust your rookie QB to play against a team like the Rams, are you going to trust them in the playoffs and stuff like that? If I mean, yes, this is a big game, but let's see what the kid can do against the top, the top defense in the league. Yeah. No, I, I mean, that, that would be an interesting thing to see, you know, I mean, it, it's kind of funny to see the, the differences in the games. Like we get the Bengals this first week and we honestly couldn't really ask for a much better week one. Yeah, there's one I mean, team better. The Lions, but or the Jets. Yeah, yeah, but the Bears are in a position where they're playing prime time against the Rams defense. Mm-hmm. That's that's not really a place that you want to be, especially as a rookie QB. So I understand why they're putting Andy Dalton in on this game. Plus, plus, Matt Stafford knows this Bears defense. He'll be able to dissect. Or the them. or the Bears defense knows Matt Stafford. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of – that will be an interesting thing. But, no, I think Matt Stafford, he's going to want some revenge. So, I'm glad we're not facing him week one. Yeah, yeah. We face him midseason. I don't remember what week, but we'll get there. Yes. Yeah, and then I guess we'll see, you know, was it really – like, this for, this year for Matt Stafford is really just kind of like no more excuses. You know, he's he's had plenty of excuses, nothing but excuses playing for the Lions. Mm-hmm. So – you know, we'll see if a healthy Matt Stafford, you know, is really going to be that deal that everybody said that he was, you know? Yeah. Are you guys excited for fantasy to get started? Oh, I'm very excited. It's the most anxious time of my life. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm excited to pull my hair out and age about five years over this season. Yep. You guys are in multiple leagues, right? Yeah, I mean, we're in two leagues. Oh, so I, I can just put all my focus into our league, you know, really hone my craft. Yeah, you know, the the league that you're not in, Carrie, I feel like I had a really great draft. And that's not a team that I'm going to, like, be, like, touching and changing too much. But the one that has the three of us in it, that's kind of going to be a work in progress, you know. Oh, my God. If you look at – it's just too big. If you look at the free agency right now, there's no players. Not, not a one. It's – I mean, no. if you want a player, you're going to have to trade for him. Yeah, and I'm hoping that's what's going to happen. And I don't know. I'm happy with my team in that league. If I think the only thing that could really ruin my team is injuries. I thought I drafted pretty nice in depth in some areas. But, yeah, no, it's it's weird. We did an eight-man league, and now we're going to a 12-man league. And did, did either of you draft any Vikings in any of your leagues? Oh, yeah, I got Dalvin Cook in our league. I've got uh, Justin Jefferson. Did you get anybody carried? No. I, I had Kirk, but then I dropped him from Jameis Winston yesterday. <laughs> Not a bad move. Availability. Especially in fantasy, <laughs> it's worth so much. Hey, when did Kirk ever get LASIK surgery? Hey, never. I don't know. So, advantage. Yeah. Nothing that I – I've never heard of him getting LASIK surgery. Not it was quote of the again. draft, though. Quote of the draft when you said uh, – Guys, you know, I prefer to keep my draft picks personal. <laughs> <laughs> and then picked up Kirk. I like that. Uh, it was funny. No, I'm excited. I I think the Vikings, especially if you have them in fantasy, a lot of their players will do good. Now, is Conklin worth picking up in a fantasy league? I'm not picking up a Vikings tight end until week one is over. Yeah. Maybe you do it to put him on the bench. I don't have room in our bench. I'm like, I still have Tannehill on my IR, ER, so... I got yeah. I mean, I I already have two like top ten tight ends, so I don't really need to worry. Yeah, 
Who did you get, <laughs> Kyle Pitts? No, I have a uh, Mike Gusecki and on my bench, and then uh, Mark Andrews, who just got an extension as my okay. starter. Number nice. three tight end in the league. Oh no, he's not. Yeah, he is. No. Kelsey, Kittle, Waller. I would I would put Mark Andrews above Waller. What? You're no. crazy, man. You're crazy. That's You're crazy. Thinking. I'm just trash talking. Yeah, he's yeah. he's like top five though. He's probably number four. Yeah, I'd put maybe four or five, yeah. Round up. Yeah, I'd, I'd put him at four. I think Round a lot up. of people are putting Kyle Pitts way too high for a guy who has not played in the NFL. I mean, he could go off, and I, he probably will. But and you have him? No, I don't have him. No, I didn't get him in any of my drafts. I thought he was worth too much. He was going, like, what, fourth to sixth round? No, he was, like, consistently, like, the fifth or sixth uh, yeah. tight end taken. Which I just I mean, he was going so early. I was trying to grab like an RB three at that point or a wide out two. Right. So I would take TJ Hawkinson over over him, you know. Well, I think there's a lot of guys though. You can wait until like the eleventh round to get Tyler Higby. I mean, there's a bunch of guys that are just available later in the draft. I mean, there is such a drop off from the top three. Like the top three are consistently getting you above ten fantasy points in a a week, depending on your league, potentially up to twenty if you're playing PPR. So, yeah, it's hard. I mean, that drop-off, that it's brutal. If you can honestly grab Travis Kelsey, you got to get him in that first round. It gives you such yeah. a positional advantage. Yeah. No, it's true. I ended up with, with Noah Fant in uh, the 12-man league. Oh, and- ooh, but Teddy's starting over there now, right? Teddy got the job week one. He did. Yeah. I think that's good. I-, no, I I don't hate it. I really don't hate it. Man, that dynasty is starting to grow. They're getting somewhat more of a mobile QB, but I'm excited. Teddy, former Vikings player, so that'll be exciting to play. I kind of – I hope it goes well. I think there's some tools around him that he can do. Jerry, Judy, I pray maybe Melvin Gordon can pick up something. I don't know. It's not a horrible team out there. It just needs a QB, and I did not think Drew Locke was that QB. No, no. I mean, he's shown growth, but not enough. No. You would expect him to do more. And I think Teddy Bridgewater has been consistently consistent wherever he's gone in his career. Yeah. Well, kinda... It surprised me. It surprised me when the Saints didn't want him after he stepped in for uh, Drew Brees. Yeah, didn't he go like 5-1 and one when Drew Brees broke his thumb? 5-1 or 5-0. Oh. Oh. Yeah, he, went, like, he literally played the system so well. And I honestly was like, dang the Saints just found their replacement for Drew Brees because, like, he was playing – and he was playing a very similar style. And he was consistent. He threw very little interceptions. I mean, a couple more than Drew did, but, I mean, that's hard. Drew, I hate to say it, he was a very consistent QB. So, yeah, I was surprised when they got rid of him, and I think they're probably regretting it now. They don't have the best QB room at all. Well, I think that they think they do. I think with what they pay Taysom Hill, I think they probably feel pretty comfortable – Put that I man mean, in any us, other position. Gosh. I, if I was a Saints fan, which I'm not, I would not feel comfortable with that. Should we maybe close it out with uh, uh, opening night predictions Thursday? Oh, yeah. Uh, what do you got, Carrie? Um, uh, now that Zach Martin uh, is out for COVID – uh, on the Cowboys O-line, which hurts me really bad because I've got Ezekiel Elliott. But 
Dak, according to every report ever, he's full, full healthy, ready to go. So I don't know. I'm excited though. This is like potentially game of the year already. Like I'm so excited for this game. Uh, yeah. But I, I'm taking a, I'm taking Bucks. Yeah, I'm taking the Bucks too. I feel like Brady's just coming off of his Super Bowl, and you know he's the the man is nonstop. And, and you know what? D- despite Dak being healthy, like you said, with their offensive line, you know they got some people out. I can't see them coming off and you know taking on the Bucks. I think the Bucks are just sharp in just about every aspect. So. I don't see. Imagine saying that two years ago. Imagine saying the Bucks are sharp two years ago. And that's just it. I feel like they they are. I mean, it's not a hot take. They just won the Super Bowl, but they're they're one of the best overall all around teams. So it, I think they're going to have a better record than last year. I think they take their division with ease, and I think it starts with this game. Who's got home advantage? Is it Cowboys? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yep. You know, it's I'll, America's I'll, team. I'll say it. I'm going to give it to the Cowboys week one. Really? You know, I remember last season the Bucks didn't start off too hot. And I do think maybe they're just going to take a little bit and start off a little slow. But I think they might lose this game. If the, what is said is true about Dak and he's ready to go firing at cylinders, that offense is high enough powers that I think they could outscore and put up more points and rally more than the Bucks could. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll give it to Dallas. I'll say it's a close game. It's going to be a high-scoring game, too. I think it'll be, like, literally 30s to 40s. Yeah, no, I, I see at least one team breaking the 30s for sure. Mm-hmm. So, honestly, now the question is, in fantasy, I think you might almost want to start any one of the Buccaneers players or the Cowboys. I think it's going to be a very high-scoring game. No, I think so, too. Uh I ended up not getting a QB until very late, and I've got Tom Brady at QB, which it might be a steal, if I'm being honest, but I also might end up being a QB by committee type of a team this year. (laughs) Who's your number two? We'll see. Who's your two? Uh, I've got Joe Burrow. And you got Mac Jones, don't you? And I and I picked up Mac Jones, so we'll see how that goes throughout the year. And you got Tom Brady and Tom Brady 2.0. Yeah, pretty much. But uh, for that week four game where the Bucks are at New England, I cannot – no matter how well Mac Jones does in these first few weeks, I cannot start him that week. I think Tom Brady – Tom Brady's got that game circled. Tom Brady will break. Tom Brady will break the single game passing touchdown record. He's going to score eight touchdowns. That game. <laughs> no, I think he's. I think he's set to break Drew Brees' passing record, the passing yards record, in that game. And if he wins, then he will have defeated all thirty-two teams. Wow, what a career! So I, I have to start Tom Brady that game. I have to. What if he loses? Oh, you know he's staying for another year. Re- right? Retire, retire at halftime. No, then he's mm-hmm. got to play again. He's got to. He, then I don't know. He goes back to the, back to his old division. Maybe I don't know. Try to get two more matchups. Yeah, I suppose. Well, I suppose that'll do it for us this week, huh? I agree. I, I think we covered a good amount today. Yeah. So, uh, I'll talk to you guys. After, after we play the Bengals, I guess. Yeah, we could probably. This is going to probably start becoming a weekly 
thing we're going to do. Probably well, try to get so. uh, one of these in before in between games if anything pops up. Yeah. Miss talking to you boys. I do too. Amen. Excellent. Let's not all get right. too savvy on all the fans now. Yeah. Well, follow the podcast on Twitter at CIOY Vikings. Okay. All right, boys. We'll see you next time. I'll talk to you guys later.